0: And thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate you guys coming. So today, I'm going to talk a little bit about grief. You might wonder why. Why do you want to talk about grief? That's not a really pleasant subject. But that's exactly why I want to talk about it. It's something that, you know, we don't always talk about. Or we might feel bad about the way we're doing it. So I just wanted to come on and just talk about it. Because right now, I'm going through grief. I lost my dad recently, and it's still really fresh. And it hurts. And it's sad. And there's some moments when I don't even know what I'm feeling. But I'm going through, and there's just so much to be done. You know, because... He died in a different country than I live in. So I am here now. I was blessed to be able to see him and spend time with him before he passed away. But now that he has passed, there's so much to do in clearing out his space. So that's what I've been working on. And, you know, it's been an interesting experience to really look through his things see what he kept, see, you know, just going through everything. So what I came to notice is in going through all his papers, and he had a ton of papers, but he kept, he kept almost every single card I've ever sent to him over the years. And that just really touched my heart because he wasn't always expressive, right? So... I had no idea that he kept them. Now, I don't know if he actually ever went back and looked at them, but he kept all of them. And that just really felt so good to me. So, okay, I'm sure we've all heard of the five stages of grief. So I'm just going to go over them. Um, It was something that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross developed, and she shared it in her 1969 book, On death and dying. So the first stage is denial and then anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So these are, these stages are attempts to just change and protect ourselves as we adapt to a new reality. And it's definitely. Well, I'll speak for me. It's definitely a new reality because it feels like my entire world was turned upside down, you know, because we all know that the only thing that's certain in life, what they say is taxes and death. And I knew death was coming, but no matter how prepared you are, you're never prepared enough. And you can never really tell what you're going to feel at any given time. So, you know, as a therapist, I know I've told people going through grief that, you know, here are the five stages and they're not necessarily linear. So even though they're numbered one through five, you may not feel them all in the same, in that one through five type, um, sequence right so you can feel one then you can feel three and then you can feel and so whatever it is you can and you can feel the spectrum of you know you can cycle through these continuously so it's not like you're necessarily stuck in one place or another you can cycle through them so one of the things that I keep telling people because, you know, people are asking, it's like, well, how are you doing? And I'm not constantly crying and all of that. And sometimes I think that's kind of the expectation, but I'm, I'm telling people that I'm living and feeling moment to moment. So this is a very sad situation. It's a sad reality to have to face. But at the same time, there can be moments of joy, times of joy and situations of sadness. And that was one of the things that I, you know, wanted to really bring up because you can be happy even though things aren't going according to plan, so to speak, or because there's a death, you can still be happy and not feel guilty about it. I think that's the key, not feel guilty about it, and not experience grief the way everybody expects you to experience it. Grief is a very individual and personal thing, and everybody's going to experience it in their own way. So you're here, you're listening, and if you are in grief, give yourself permission to be in it and do you, you know, do it the way that feels best for you and not conform to what other people think it should look like. So just going through looking at these. So denial, it can look like avoidance and it can feel like shock. So I, I know that <laughs> there's been a part of me that completely wants to avoid all the clearing up that I have to do. But for me, I think forging ahead and doing the things that need to be done could be a form of avoidance. But it also makes me um, makes me feel productive (laughs) and I know okay productive isn't a feeling but I am productive and maybe in that product in that productivity it is a form of avoiding sadness but I'm also getting things done you know because right now for me time is short where I am So I need to get as much done as possible. So I'm also feeling like every moment that I'm awake, I need to be productive. I need to be doing something. But at the same time, I realize that, yeah, I also have to take time for myself and to not stay in avoidance or procrastination because sometimes I recognize that I kind of feel numb. You know, so there's... It's just a numbness there or a void that I don't feel like I can fill. And then denial can also look like forgetfulness and feel like confusion. So right now I'm not there, (laughs) which is kind of cool. I don't know what things are going to look like when I get back home, because at that point I'll have a different support system because here I still have friends who I grew up with who are still in my life and I have my sister. So my sister and I are each other's support. She has wonderful friends who are her support system who, you know, she'll be with. And then I have friends here who are being my support system. So that's another thing I just wanted to bring up that having a good support system is so important. Because even if you're telling people you feel fine and everything is okay, the fact that they're asking because they care means a lot, you know? So if you're going through grief and you're feeling the urge to isolate, and not deal with anybody because it's kind of easier sometimes to do that. Also remember to accept the love that's coming in. Because as you accept the love and your heart is able to stay open, you're gonna help yourself heal. And it's the healing process, it's the memories that bring about acceptance. And don't forget, like you can be in acceptance in any moment and switch out and be in depression or something. You know, so it's funny because one of the things in denial that it can look like, it's easily distracted. Well, that's kind of me on a good day sometimes, depending on what's going on in my life, right? Um, So a lot of these things are feelings that we feel on a regular basis, even when we're not in grief or when we're grieving things other than death, because You know, loss, anytime you suffer a loss, there's a grieving process. So another stage of grief uh, is anger. So it can look like pessimism, cynicism, sarcasm, irritability, um, being aggressive or passive aggressive, getting into arguments. And those things can feel like Frustration or impatience or resentment, embarrassment, rage, just feeling out of control. Or, you know, just an example. We had to deal with a lot of banking situations. And one, one of the banks we went into, we were dealing with somebody who clearly was either new at the job or just did not know their job. And my level of irritability just skyrocketed so quickly because you're already dealing with something. Okay, putting it in first-person terms, I'm already dealing with something that I didn't necessarily want to have to deal with. And then to be dealing with somebody who is not giving you good information, who is just clearly not being able to do the job at hand, that was like beyond. I was so incredibly irritable, and it was due to the situation, right? So, that also is what anger can look like. But then I had to ask myself, is this anger due to grief, or is this just part of who you are anyway? <laughs> and eh, I'd have to say a little bit of it is a part of who I am anyway, because. There's just certain things that I don't deal well with regardless of the situation. But, you know, that one thing I do have to say for me at least is that in this grief, in this situation, in all the things that I'm dealing with, I'm also taking time out to recognize what's going on with me and what I'm learning about myself. You know because I'm, I'm getting a chance as I'm doing a lot of these different things to reflect and recognize actually I'm recognizing a lot of myself and my dad <laughs> that I had no idea and <laughs> that actually brings me some joy and as I'm going through a lot of this stuff a little bit of frustration with myself Because one of the things he did, like I said, as I said, he kept almost every single card that I'd ever gave him. Well, I think he's kept almost every single statement that's ever been mailed to him. And I'm looking at all the paper in his place and recognizing it's like, oh, my gosh, Sophia, your place is full of paper. You need to get rid of all the paper in your place (laughs) so that if anything ever happened to you, nobody's going to have to have a shredding party at your place. So that's something I didn't really recognize in me that was so close to what was going on with him. So it's been like seriously a whole process. So another another stage of grief is bargaining. So you know, it can look like ruminating on the future or the past and maybe feeling guilt, overthinking and worrying, which can look like shame, comparing yourself to others, which can look like blame, you know, so, or even just jumping into perfectionism, which can feel like insecurity. So I did, honestly, I did a little bit of this because I kept thinking, should I have come earlier? And then I would have gotten a chance to spend more time with him, you know? So there was a little bit of guilt there about not coming earlier. But then I had to switch that to gratitude for showing up when I did and having the opportunity that I did. So, you know, it's just so easy to get caught up in in these feelings, or what one might call negative emotions. But I think at the end of the day, emotions are just emotions. They're comfortable emotions and they're uncomfortable emotions, right? So the uncomfortable ones are the ones that we'll generally call negative. But I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to call them uncomfortable. (laughs) And then... Another stage we have is depression. So that can look like, you know, sleep and appetite changes, reduced energy, just not wanting to be around people, not motivated to do anything, crying, and for some, increased drug or alcohol use, because it's just, sometimes it's... It seems like it's easier to do that than to just face what you're feeling. But that that level of overwhelm that you could be feeling makes it easier to kind of want to numb out in the sadness. Some people actually fall into a deep sense or feeling of despair or helplessness. Maybe even hopelessness or disappointment for You know, maybe things that weren't said, things that weren't done, you know, things that were just kind of left up in the air. And then, you know, finally we get to acceptance. So that can always look like, um, like mindful behaviors, taking time out for yourself to take care of yourself, you know, feeling like it's good enough. (laughs) And I know for me, I think I cycle, well, I know I cycle through all of these, but there's some times when I actually feel okay, you know, and I feel like things are good. And and then in the next moment I'm like, is this really happening? (laughs) But the other ways um, acceptance can show up is engaging with reality as it is, because this really is a new normal. It's, you know, there are things that you're not going to be able to do anymore and you still have to move on because I find it interesting how it's almost like time is moving at warp speed and slowing down all at the same time. And it's, it's it's kind of, it's very surreal to be moving through that noticing how time has changed, but then you have to say, you know, this is how it is right now and find the courage to move forward because life hasn't stopped and looking or feeling validation and being present in the moment. And that is so important because something that I find that I'm doing, you know, when people ask me, well, how are you? I let them know in this moment I feel, and then I let them know what I'm feeling. Because it's almost like I'm living moment to moment and day to day, because each moment can be different. I can be perfectly fine. And then the next moment I'm in tears. So I'm just putting that out there, letting everyone know once again, that there is not a right way or a wrong way to grieve. However you grieve is your way. And it's a very personal experience. Even people within the same family going through the same event, aren't going to grieve the same way. So I just want to really keep reiterating that, that however you grieve is okay. And don't worry about what other people expect. And, you know, just another part of acceptance is being able to be vulnerable and tolerate emotions and being assertive, not defensive and have honest communication. And that goes along with what I just said, right? Because you're doing it in your own way, in your own time. And then just really adapting and coping and responding to what your life looks like now and these stages of grief I'm talking about a death right but these stages of grief can be for any loss that you experience so it's not about having anybody tell you once again that you're not grieving right or you should be doing this or you should be doing that Mm -mm, no you Need to do things the way they feel best for you. And don't beat yourself up about how you're feeling and how you're going through things. Be kind to yourself. Just be kind. You know, if you find that one night you have a sleepless night, which I've had, and then you find another night that you're sleeping through long into the day, which I've done, it's okay. You know, it it just is okay. And that that's the thing I want to keep reiterating. Give yourself permission to grieve however you're going to grieve, whatever it is that you're grieving over. So I just really want to thank you for joining me today. And if you have any thoughts or comments that you'd like to leave for me, I would love to read them and until the next time, bye.